This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Today you're going to hear on my Warning Radio program a message I preached for Pastor Mike DeLorenzo's church called My Father's House. Now let's begin. You saw my website. If you look on that website, I mean, we're on radio and television, social media, different podcasts all over the place. But if you don't know any of my channels, you can go look on my website and we're on seven days a week. You can see radio and television. The last three weeks, I've been interviewing a lot of politicians, trying to put the right people into office. That's part of our responsibility. Amen. To make disciples of all nations. We can pray all we want. Jesus isn't coming out of heaven to do your job. Are you there? We have the responsibility to save the nations. We have that responsibility. We're his ambassadors. He gave that to you and I. And he's not going to take it away. Now, we have a responsibility in prayer. Tomorrow night, I'm leading the state of Washington, and we're having 50 states praying over a six-hour period. 50 states and I over the state of Washington. I believe in prayer. But I also know our responsibility. We battle evil forces. We release heavenly hosts to battle evil forces, but you and I battle evil men. We've got to put the right people into office. Jesus isn't going to come back to vote for you, and he's not coming back to save your nation. It's not going to happen. That's a misunderstanding of Scripture, a total twisting of Scripture. And we need to understand the Scriptures. If we don't understand the Scriptures, we're praying uselessly. I go around the world and see the church being slaughtered. You know, more Christians are dying right now in this generation than all the generations combined. I'm talking about persecution. They hate the church because we represent God. We bring peace and salvation, unity, prosperity to nations. And they're trying to force a new world order right now. I'm passionate. I travel the nations, as you see. I see the slaughter of the church. My grandfather was the first missionary in China, northern China, for the Assemblies of God. They lived 30 years there. His son-in-law was shot and killed in the head for being a pastor. World War II, they put the Hansen family in the concentration camp. They could have escaped. They had time. They were warned to flee, but they prayed and said, God said they'd stay with the church. They said, don't you realize you're going to be arrested? But God said they'd stay with the church. They understood to live, we live for Christ. To die is promotion. Not that we have a martyr's complex, but the reality is we're supposed to represent Jesus Christ. We are his ambassadors. Amen? Amen? Amen. We're his ambassadors. We've got to start to act like his ambassadors. 
The church has been intimidated. They've been afraid. We're afraid to come against homosexuality, all sorts of sins that bring judgment on a nation. Look at my programs. We don't pull back anything. I'm meeting with Donald Trump, and what I'm going to be saying with him is, Mr. President, I believe you're going to be president again. But I'm telling you, even if we put the right people into office and we stave off the toppling of the republic for a little while, unless you understand the four sins that bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, dividing the land of Israel, sir, this nation's going to fall anyway. It's coming under judgment. And homosexuality is a sin. Are you there? Yeah. We've got to understand this. If we put the right people in right now, we can stave you know, the republic from following now. But if we don't understand the science of judgment, what brings judgment on a nation? You know, we just overturned Roe versus Wade. Amen. Not because the American people did it, because Supreme Court justices did it, that Trump put into office. Glory. That's what we're going to talk about. Not the Supreme Court justices, but we're going to talk about it's now time. It's now time. Tomorrow night, like I said, I'm on syndicated. On If My People, you could turn it on there. You could turn it on YouTube. Turn it on our website. 50 states will be praying. All 50 states for the election. Just like you said, the corruption, things like this, they don't want to lose. And I've been interviewing members of U.S. Congress, others. I've been interviewing them now for months, and they're praying that we still have free elections. We're close. But then they're praying they'll abide by the elections. Then they'll pray that they're not stolen. I mean, these are members in Congress that are really concerned right now. Biden's pushing for a war. Then he can declare martial law. They don't want to give up power. So many of them could go to prison. Right. Do you understand that? Yeah. I move apostolic prophetically, but before I did this, I moved this way since 85. I was 10 years in law enforcement. Okay? I was the president of the Christian Fellowship of Police Officers with the FBI, the CIA, U.S. Marshals, Secret Service, local county police. I investigated felony crime. I was on the SWAT team. I know exactly what's going on. This is a communist takeover. Yeah. And only the church can stop it. Amen. Only the church. Yes. Amen. And if we don't stop it, it's not going to stop it. Jesus isn't going to come out of heaven to stop it for you. You are his ambassador. We've got to understand that. All over the world, if they don't understand their responsibility, they pray needlessly and they die by the millions anyway. All over the world. Men stood in the gap. All through the Bible, they stood in the gap. They went into slavery anyway. Why? Because it took repentance of a nation. Not symbolic repentance. Me standing in the way and repenting for a nation. That doesn't do it. It's like a Nineveh. That's what does it. So I'm going to be urging Donald Trump. We've got to understand sins of abomination that brings judgment on a nation. You know, Donald Trump had the wrong people around him the first time around. He needed some real apostles and prophets, not people saying nonsense to him and building up his ego. Are we together? He needed real men and women of God around him. It's now time. Father God, we pray right now in Jesus' name. Each person here understands their God-given responsibility and authority. We have authority. We have responsibility. When we understand that authority with our responsibility, we can change a nation. We can change a community. We can change a city. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm going to go over some information and then preach a short sermon. I really wish my wife was here. 
She was scheduled to teach in a women's conference this morning at Emmanuel Ziga's church. My wife is really powerful too and moves heavily prophetically and gifting apostolically. And I wish she was here because you would be blessed. Some of you have met her before. And next time I come, I will only speak a short time and we'll go right into ministry. Okay? Does that sound good? Because, you know, we love to do that. Somebody asked me before we began, do you prophesy over people? And yeah, I do. I, I don't uh, just line them up and give everybody a prophecy. But I do that. I do a lot of it. I have to really have a word from God. I don't like to make things up. Amen. Do you follow what I'm saying? I'll give you one example, and then I'm going to get into the sermon. I was in a civic center, and that's where I flew in and speak for three hours and minister for three hours. And I did that for nine months. This time, my plane was late, so I couldn't minister for three hours. And, you know, we prayed for the sick and so many miracles. We could give you so many testimonies. It would encourage your faith. But I also want to give you information tonight. My plane was late, and so I explained to the crowd. I said, you know, I, I can't minister to you. I'm, I'm sorry. And somebody on the front row, it, but I just gave the explanation so everybody was still seated. You know, they told me, please get him out because, you know, we can't go any longer. And so I said, I cannot minister to you. But somebody grabbed me anyway. And he said, prophet, I won't let you go unless you give me a word. <laughs> well, I can't give a word unless God shows me it. But then God did show me at that time. But he's used to these fellow prophets. I mean, you could be in all kinds of sin, but you're a mighty man and God, all this nonsense. You know what I'm saying? What can be in theory, but they're not. And so I said, sir, are you sure you want the word? <laughs> yes, I won't let you go, prophet. I said, well, okay. This woman you're sitting next to, she's your wife. But you have two other children from two other women. And immediately he let me go. <laughs> See, he didn't want any more words from God. But God wasn't done with him. So I said, you need to get on your knees. You need to confess to your wife that you had two other children from two other women. You need to confess to this whole congregation for insulting and offending the Holy Spirit, thinking you could lie to a man of God. Now, that was the whole thing with Peter. You're not really lying to Peter. You're trying to bluff the Holy Spirit that you cannot bluff and lie to God. And he did. He was so shocked that he cried and confessed to everyone. But anyway, next time I come, I'll prophesy if you want me to. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Now, if your sins are under the blood, believe me, I don't shame you. I don't shame you. No, believe me. But, you know, this guy. My wife does, so beware. No, she knows. My wife really, you would have loved her this morning. And, and Ziga loved her. She's ministered to Pastor Ziga before, and that's why he invited her. He showed her some things, the Lord. And so he said, You come speak to my church. Let's move on. It's now time. Democratic members of the U.S. House of Representatives, Tulsi Gabbard, made the following statement about why she is leaving the Democratic Party. Quote, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. It is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by radicalizing and racializing racism every issue and stoke anti-white racism. They actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms enshrined in our Constitution. They're hostile to people of faith and spirituality. They demonize the police and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding citizens. They believe in open borders. They weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents. Above all, 
are dragging us closer to a nuclear war. That is U.S. House Representative Tulsi Gabbard that left the Democratic Party and she represented Hawaii. According to the May 2022 Gallup poll, 76% of Americans think fornication is morally acceptable. 71% believe homosexuality relations are proper. 52% think abortion is permissible. See, if we put it up to the vote, we would have lost. So don't think America's getting better. We would have lost. But Trump put in three conservative Supreme Court justices that voted according to the Republic, under God, of no morality. See, the, the laws, the courtrooms, they were all under the Bible before. That's where our laws came from, the Bible. Thank God that Trump put them in because they overturned Roe versus Wade, not the American people. 52% condone it. Think about that. We need a revival. We need a great awakening. 76% think fornication is permissible. Cohabitation. 76% of Americans. A Pew Research Landscape Survey found 20% of millennials believe the Bible is the literal word of God compared to 35% of baby boomers. Only 20%. Another survey said that only 12% of children and youth pastors have a biblical worldview. 12% of youth pastors in our evangelical Pentecostal charismatic. Well, what are they teaching? Just because you believe in God's mentality and know he's real doesn't mean you serve him. They have a biblical understanding, but obviously something's wrong with their relationship. In the schools, public universities, etc., they're teaching pure communism, anti-God. Satan is a perfect example of knowing God is real, but still disobeying and rebelling against his laws and morality. Please help me protect believers in America and the nations by supporting eagle-saving nations. Now, in your thing here, you'll see my brochure. You'll also see a call to warriors. I'd love each person to become an eagle. You say, what can I do? we got to get into the stadiums. We need to get back to Pentecost. Yes. I mean, a person could do it only once a year, $50 for the entire year. Skip a couple of coffees. Or don't complain if America falls. We've got to have another great awakening. The church is the only one that's going to bring it. We've got to get into the stadiums. Dennis Moore and others are with me. You know Dennis Moore, that's why I mentioned him. Right. A lot of the politicians have joined already. They know we're going to fall if we don't have another great awakening. Get into the stadiums, get back to Pentecost, where the light of Christ can come out without fear and intimidation, and finally have the courage to speak the truth. Amen? Amen. We've lost America to this point because the church, frankly, has failed. You make no mistake about it. You might not have failed, but the church generally has failed. Yes. Eagle Saving Nations, inspired by the Lord, to schedule major services in NFL stadiums, NBA arenas, civic centers, churches, to wake up the body of Christ to another great awakening. Electing good political leadership will delay America's demise, but only repentance can stop its destruction. You know, I believe Donald Trump eventually will be the president again. You know, I would have already met with him, but the election was stolen. Believe me, it was stolen. Me and others have the, all the evidence. It was so stolen, so rigged. Censorship is everywhere. They yanked me off as soon as I brought out the evidence off YouTube. Boom! And I brought off the lies of COVID. Boom, they just yanked me off. No three strikes and you're out. No appeal. I tried to appeal. They said, this is COVID. You get no appeal, Dr. Hansen. So we just lost thousands of programs, thousands of yeah. subscribers, yeah. years of work. They threw me off. Yeah. 
we're on everything else now, including we're back on YouTube only under a different name, not World Ministries International, but Jonathan Hansen Ministries. But then it's only vanilla. You right. catch the meaning? Right. It's not anything in deep, exposing corrupt. It's only vanilla messages. Go on my website and you can see all my programs. You'll like it. Now, I want to speak on I am a debtor. You know, I listened to our brother from Ethiopia. He's a debtor. This young man back there, a debtor. And I've watched other of you were debtors in the right sense of the word. I don't have time to get into my whole history. After repenting of hating a man for five years, you know, if you hate, it's because you have too much pride and the Holy Spirit can't flow through you in powerful ways. So once I really repented of that, I won't go into how that happened, but I've given that testimony before, but I'm trying to get into this message. Then I had my first supernatural dream in 85 that projected me into the ministry today. I saw apocalyptic events in that dream. I saw death lines. I saw crisis everywhere. Apocalyptic events. The Bible talks about it in the book of Revelation. I saw myself meeting with the presidents and the prime ministers, which has come to pass, and continually coming to pass. I saw the heartbeat of God. It was broken. I said, Lord, why is your heart broken? He said, because of my bride. I said, why? What's wrong with the bride? He said, they're in love with the world more than me. I said, but why, Lord? And he said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. Did you catch it? Because of the pastor behind the pulpit. Now, I'm ordained. I'm credentialed. I have three doctorate degrees and a couple master's degrees, ministry, theology, divinity. The majority of our pastors have failed Jesus Christ. They've turned the church into a business. They're not close enough in relationship with God to speak the truth. They've been to the whims of the people, so they, they call them giving units, so they get their money. Are we together? Half of the churches are under the Federal Council of Churches. That's a Marxist-Communist covering which are over the National Council of Churches and the Geneva-based World Council of Churches. Those are the mainline churches. Episcopalian, Methodist, Presbyterian, on and on, Lutheran. They're inviting gays and they're ordaining them as priests. They're inviting drag queens in. Are you following me? The mainline churches. We need another great awakening. The mainline churches voted Democrat in Biden. They tolerate sin. They ordain homosexuals as priests, drag queens. Now, if this doesn't offend you, something is wrong with you. Because I will guarantee you it offends God. Because sin brings destruction on a nation. And God's will is for none to perish. He doesn't hate the sinner. He hates the sin. Amen. This should bother us. Sin. Because it bothers God. He's going to have to judge that person. That's why Mike goes out even talking about the molds. He understands that. He wants to bring as many people, if you want to say, out of hell into heaven as he can. Because they're on their way to hell. We've got to understand that. I am a debtor. Romans 1, 14 through 16. says, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. So as much as it is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. The Jew first, then the Gentile, the Greek. Now Paul reveals his heart to reach all people with the gospel. He gives three reasons why he has to do it. One, I am a debtor. I'm a debtor, I understand that. 
When God showed me that vision, I understood my own depravity. I'm a debtor because of God's mercy and grace. I repented of my own sin of unforgiveness. Now, before law enforcement, I had gone to Bible school too. But that does not make you right with God. I'm a debtor. Here's the reason why all Christians should have a measure of the apostolic heart after having been impacted by the ministry anointing. We have an obligation, Paul says, I am a debtor. When the apostolic heart has been revealed to us, we will also sense our obligation to share the good news with others. I am a debtor. We will all become missionaries to parts of the world. We're all a missionary. We share the gospel wherever we work, wherever we live, wherever we play. You reach people that I will never reach. I reach people that you will never reach. Our brother reaches people that we will never reach. But as we work for, as the bride of Christ, we reach them. We have an obligation. It's in our heart. We're compelled by the Holy Spirit. I don't have a choice. The more I get, you know, I'm, I'm not young anymore, but I won't consider myself old. Amen? Let me tell you, as long as I have strength in my body, I'm not retiring. Amen? I'm not retiring. Caleb took the mountain at 80. I don't know what you think I am. I'm close to 70, but I can still run. I can still sprint. I can still, yeah. Amen? My debts include all the lost people of the world. I owe it to Jesus to tell him about what he has done for me. To all the lost people of the world. Paul realized that. You know, Paul, a Sanhedrin of the Sanhedrin. Money, fame, he had it all. But when he realized he really had nothing, because when you die, where do you go? You can't take your fame. You can't take your money. You can't take your prestige. You know, I'm a Sanhedrin of the Sanhedrin and all of this stuff. He realized he was a debtor. This haughty man that arrested the bride of Christ. My debts include all the people of the world. I owe it to Jesus to tell him about what he has done for me. Because Jesus paid my debts, all the sins I committed and ever would commit. He also left me with a debt to pay. I owe it to them because I know the truth regarding eternal life. For me to withhold life-saving device from a drowning person would be criminal. The church today that lives in the me culture may never give a thought to the obligation we have to spread the good news of Jesus. The excuses range, that is not my spiritual gift. Two, I don't have that kind of personality. But when our hearts are touched with the apostolic grace, we realize that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, resulting in a sense of obligation for the eternal destiny of others. Before I went from just mental ascent to personal relationship, and I came out of that dream after repentance, then inside of me, there was such a responsibility and obligation to spread the news and to wake up the church. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, instead of being a man that's fearful or intimidated or can't share his faith, now that overriding power of God within, it's God in you, the hope of glory. God in you. Amen. God wants to continue to do the same miracles he did on earth, but he must do it through you. And that's why we got to get back to Pentecost. Yeah. You know, Jesus said, don't even try to represent me until you're baptized. Mm -hmm. But most of the church ignores that warning. They don't care about baptism. 
They're offended even. And so they even say, don't do it in the church right. if they believe in it. Right. Jesus' commandment was don't even try to represent me until you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because you won't have the courage, the strength to represent me. You'll be like Peter who ran, hid, lied, and saved himself until he was baptized himself. Then he spoke fearlessly, and 3,000 were saved. We cannot represent Christ without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Again, ego-saving nations, Mike, get back in the stadiums. Can you say amen? amen? We need another great awakening focused on Pentecost. I'm a debtor, too. I am ready. Paul goes on to reveal the impact of this sense of obligation. Upon his own life, by indicating how he had prepared himself in response, he says, as much as is in me, I am ready. I am ready. Wow. No half-hearted effort here. As much as is in me means he gave 100 110%. Everything. In other words, I have done all to prepare myself to meet the challenges of sharing the gospel in any culture to any ethnic group. This is Dr. Hansen. I hope you've enjoyed the first part of this message. Tomorrow we're going to continue with the message, It's Now Time, preached at my father's house, church. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.